Never content, I got a supplement. We on a money making mission, ain't no competition. It's just hustle blends. I tell them, never tell the left what the right knows. Young visionary, facing all adversity. Sticking to my Bible and my wife, check my life. A million dollars ain't enough. You gotta run it up. Yeah, uh. You gotta run it up. They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask. They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash. I mean, these conversations happen and you shouldn't have asked. We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past. You said we never, ever make it, and I'm saying you lied. Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe. Your invoice has been processed. Bring me my money, don't hide. Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside. I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of Million Dollar Conversations, the podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am one half of the pod, and my name is your favorite, the most um, essential. Illustrious. Illustrious. (laughs) I'm your favorite rich auntie, Patrice Anguini. And this is your uncle, your favorite uncle, Uncle T. We up in the building Quarantine hardcore. Um, I mean, at this point, like, yeah, do we have to remind is. y'all that we're quarantining? Like, every time we record, like, we do we have to like be like? It's hey, QT season. It's QT season. You know, I just I thought it'd be cooler if you shorten it. You know, I don't think anything's <laughs> gonna make quarantine cool. Well, actually, no. There's a lot of really cool things about quarantine, like the fact that we wake up and like there's stuff to do, but it's all stuff like we choose to do. And yeah. stuff we have to do to stay employed. But, you know, like, other than that, like, it's chill. You so. know, I, I wouldn't use the word chill. Okay. I think it's allowing us to be creative, allowing us to really see the things that we are passionate Tweeting, about. You're hitting them with your Love Jones voice. You uh, need to really just, <laughs> just, oh, my God. Do y'all know what I deal with? Do y'all know what I deal with? <laughs> you don't like that, huh? I don't. It's my radio. I voice. don't. Because when I wake you up in the morning and you got a frog in your throat and you just be like, leave me alone, let me sleep. Like this, there, this person is nowhere near. I mean, because in the morning, you know, it's very rare people. There's very few people who actually wake up in the morning and they're like, oh man, it's a bright day. Sometimes you're like, I didn't get enough sleep. So no, why are you trying me, to wake me up? Please, ain't nobody trying to hear your sob story. Listen, this, this person right here. Now, Tweety, I have so many things I could brag on about Tweety. Like Tweety is one of the most patient people. I have ever come across my entire life. He's never raised his voice at me. He's never like just gotten upset and just been like, I'm done with you. I'm throwing a a Snickers bar at your head. Like he's never done that before. But one thing he will catch an attitude about like a whole like uh -uh, (laughs) is like sleep. Like if I wake him up too early, cause I'm a natural early riser. I'm a get up. I'm just be up. And when I'm up, I'm up like, you know, I might lay down for a nap here and there. I didn't caught a couple of quarantine naps. Listen, y'all, these quarantine naps. But babe, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like sleeping and napping, that's essential to me. Like that's that's a hobby borderline for me. So I just need to know what exactly are you trying to say? Because to me, I feel like I am a morning person. I would just prefer to wake up when I want to. Yeah, I didn't say you weren't a morning person. I said that you don't like your sleep messed with. Right. I woke you you up in the middle of the night and that's obviously not morning and you wouldn't feel it. So why are you trying to wake me up in the morning? Just because you're up, I don't got to be up. I just feel like we should be up together. 
You see this? That's the point. That this is the problem. You that it's not that I don't want to be. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm I'm really deep into like an awesome sleep where I'm floating. It's it's fun. I'm 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 really just enjoying being not here. Like you know, sometimes you're in your dream. You're you're thinking. You're you feel like you're in the midst of the dream. And so then, you're not on alert at all. Like when you're sleeping, I am on alert. But in the mornings, I know it's morning, mm-hmm. so I try to elongate my my nap or my my sleep time. Yeah. So I just want 30 minutes. That's why I always tell you, just give me 30 minutes. I'll be up. Mm -hmm. And then you try to wake me up at 730. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Well, listen, I just be up and I just be bored without you. I'm like, what am I supposed to do without you? What am I supposed to do? But y'all listen, we got some content for you guys. One, one. One. First of all, I want to shout out everybody in the quarantine who's just been consistent and pressing on the the gas for the things they got to do. I can't tell you how much it has to be um like a practice to be like I'm gonna do this all the time. There are some weeks where we're like, all right, we got a pod, and it ain't been a lot happening in the world. I mean, it's been a lot happening in the world. There's been a lot happening in the world, but, um, it's, it's not been a whole lot that we want to bring to you all the time. And we don't want to get on here and just, um, ramble. Uh, but we definitely want to always bring you good content, but shout out to those people that have been caught being consistent. The, um, I was just looking on Instagram just a few minutes ago. I saw my auntie, uh, what's her name? Tabitha, Tabitha, the brown tabitha, tabitha brown. brown listen 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 first of all if you're not following this woman now she makes me and all my meat eating um filthiness just feel like you know the bottom of somebody's shoe but no seriously she is so beautiful so bright um and just very consistent and it, it reminds me that when people like that get caught being consistent that at one time they were just just pushing out content at one time they were just getting in front of the camera throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what stuck like at one time they didn't have the audience that they currently do but they just got caught being consistent nobody ran up on overnight success yeah i think that's the that's the misconception people have is that oh man she got you know somebody saw her and they gave her a handout and now she's here and she's doing her thing but no the the talent was already there right a lot of people don't realize that it's not when the lights and the cameras are on that you get to say i've arrived is really when nobody is paying attention is really when you are cooking up the idea or just going through the motions of consistently putting out no matter who's watching who's not it's important to just keep pressing through. And I really apply people who are doing that because I know what it feels like. Yeah. I know that it could feel like, why am I doing this? Or it right. could be like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, right. I, I'm tapped out. I'm, right. I'm done with this. I just this. don't want to. Like, right. And those feelings, they feel so valid. They feel so real. They are real. Right. But then you also feel like, man, but what happens when I don't like last week, I'm going to be so I'm going to keep it so greasy with y'all. Like, listen, last week we were like, forget this is about to be a bye week. Forget the pod. Forget the podcast this week. We not about to do this. Um, and it wasn't like we were mad or upset or like we didn't have any like, you know, no toxic feelings attached to it. We were just kind of like, we pushed out this book, this enough, you know what I mean? Like we felt justified. Like, Hey, we, we didn't did a lot. We tired. 
Um, but there's something in one, your word and two, your name. And when you attach those things to something, you got to produce. Cause that was actually the week that we ended up realizing by someone telling us that we were a top 200 podcast in the, um, genre of, or the category of entrepreneurship on Apple podcast. And that was insane to us. Right. I, I think what we have to understand is that when God has assigned you something, you don't get to assign yourself to something else. Right. <laughs> you don't get to call in the sub. Right. You, <laughs> there is no substitute to the things that he's called you to. Yeah. There is no time out when you haven't finished the assignment. Mm. And even when you turn in late, there is no bonus points for turning in something late. Right. It's just late. So when I looked at it, you know, as far as the, the things that we were doing, we're full time um, doing our work from home quarantining and right. social distancing and trying to maintain a marriage not yeah. trying to maintain a marriage but like you know that sometimes when we water everything else you know what i mean like when it's like when there's like a very present to do or a priority in front of us and it's it's like you know in the business realm we we focus on that and we push that and yeah we communicate yeah we talk we sit down we have dinner together but like sometimes we forget like Oh man, wait a minute. We gotta, you know, we gotta cuddle a little bit. I'm not a big cuddler. I'm not a big cuddler. Um, you know, I I don't like being the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? It's sometimes just balancing a lot of things when you're getting pulled in different directions. I, I think of it, Patrice, as I think of life as plants like every plant needs to be watered there's different sections of your life where well marriage could be a plant and in that section it needs to be watered in order for it to grow daily business is another plant if you don't water it if you don't uh continue to tend to it it's it's gonna die Mm -hmm. so i i believe that what you're trying to say and what i felt last week was like the the urgency to push in one area completely neglecting other areas. Yeah. yeah, And the importance of balancing all those things is realizing that there's going to be seasons where you're going to be called to do one thing a hundred percent. It might be just for a week, but as long as it's communicated, it it, it doesn't take away from the other things. It definitely doesn't take away from it. It definitely doesn't. Um, I definitely remember us having an agreement when it, we have a big project in front of us or when we have to pull some all nighters and some all dayers that we definitely um, just end up saying we're going to push through. And then after this, we're going to just be in each other's face, talk, not talking about business or not talking about this um, because it's now an incorporated part of our life where there are daily conversations that we end up just talking about hustle blends. What's going on with Renown? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? Like, how, how are we doing here? You know, it's always that, but we have to just be intentional with, Hey, it's not just all about those things. Like those are not the foundation of this marriage. It's a balancing act, the balancing act of knowing when to do what. That's the importance of a schedule. That's the importance of knowing what time to do what. And when you are just kind of free flowing, it feels like you're doing a lot, but you're not because you never actually planned for that. So if you know that Tuesday's the day that you do uh, invoices for the business, everybody in the household knows Tuesday we're doing invoices. But if it's every single day we're talking about invoices, it seems overwhelming and it seems like we're always talking about that, but it wasn't planned. Right. But see, then there's also a catch-22 with that because 
it's like we're in the era, we're in the hustle culture, you know, um, of everybody's like, if you're not talking about grinding every day, then what are you doing? If you're sleeping every day, then what are you doing? If you out here, you know, uh, uh, watching TV, millionaires don't watch TV. Millionaires ain't got a TV in their house. Like, everybody's, like, so big on that. And sometimes, like, yeah, we definitely find ourselves, like, just just in the 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 twister of that um because it's like man we do want these things um but it's and honestly I can't even say that money's been our motivation it's just been like establishing things that were like like the feeling the press of God gave me this to do let's push let's do it let's let's do it why are we not doing it like why are we not you know on one of my um merchandise for faithboss.org um, I have a shirt that says established by God. And in that shirt, the, the vision that God gave me on that was that everything that we're doing is established by him. Yeah. So it, you're just a vessel. You're just uh, the tool being used through it. Mm-hmm. We take so much ownership of it that we give ourselves that break of like, you know what? I'm not going to hustle. I'm not going to grind. And then there's a, the other side of it where is you don't do enough. And it's, I'm not, you know, and so those motivational speakers. But enough is subjective. Enough to, according to what he calls you to. That is absolutely true. So I'm not saying enough to what I think is enough. Mm-hmm. You and God have that agreement. You mm-hmm. and God, whatever he's established you to, mm-hmm. you know what he's called you to. You know what he's told you to do. Right. I can't measure that for you. Right. I can't I can't show you that this is what God has called you to cuz that's between you and him. Right, but what right, I right. can say is that the what I can say is that the vision that he's given you is consistent. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't change because you feel a type of way. Mm-hmm. And t- so that person who's trying to motivate them really is trying to say the grind is that your feelings towards what he's called you to shouldn't change. So let's talk about that real quick because we are um millennials and i i totally believe millennials have coined the phrase like it's okay you know like it's okay to rest it's okay to to not want to do it it's okay to not want to you know push today it's okay to be sad it's okay to you know it's like we've we've definitely like made it a comfortable place to be just okay and so christians tend to get um the misnomer of being dismissive like you know like hey you're gonna have to get over that you know (laughs) you know like uh, that ain't what god called you to do like like pretty much not allowing people to rest in how they feel about things like you know if i'm sad well god didn't call you to be depressed so you need you know like like we tend to get taken or mistaken to be um just dismissive and, and just um, insensitive when we really are saying the truth. Like, it's like, yeah, I feel, there are days I feel sad. Like, and you know, it's not, it, it's not at all circumstantial. You like nothing, nothing around me can make me sad. There are beautiful things happening around me. I have a supportive husband. I don't have nothing to really be sad about, but there are days that the enemy just knows there are certain things in me that he could get me to think about or that he could get me to rehearse in my mind or he can get me to tell myself that will make me sad. The last thing I personally need, Patrice, me, me, I'm pointing to myself right now, is somebody to be like, it's okay to feel that way. Cause I don't need that, but I also understand that there are people out there who will need that, who, 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 or at well, least think they? that they need, or at least think that they need that, or at least want to kind of sit in it for a minute before they get told, Hey, you need to get up. I believe that 
we're living in a generation where if I tell you that something is if I tell you that something is wrong, mm-hmm. you you will come up with a solution or an idea or an opinion of why you think you're right. Mm-hmm. And you'll create a hypothesis when I'm giving you the truth. There's a truth. There's a fact and there's a lie. So I think it's that thing right there. I think it's saying that this is wrong. I think like saying something like identifying something as being wrong is what makes people shut off. You know, I'm not saying approach it like that. Obviously, uh if somebody is sad, I'm not going to be like, get over it. Read Genesis 15 and and 12. I'm not going to say that. But understanding that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm hmm but uh, against spiritual things and uh, principalities and, and, and the, the, the war that you may be facing in that emotion, you've, gave, you've given more strength to the emotion than to the word of God. So we live in an emotion-based society where we talk too much about the emotion and we don't apply the word of God more mm-hmm. on the emotion. So you feel sad, right? Have you applied a provision to why you feel sad? Have you prayed over yourself? Like there's certain things that you can actually put into place for how you feel. And see, and, and, and to that point, um, I definitely have to start rehearsing because this is what you do when the enemy wants to come in like a flood. We already know the spirit of God will raise up a standard, right? So what that standard is, is telling him what you know. You know what I mean? Like telling him what you know, like in my book, Faith Boss, um, there is a chapter where I talk about like how when I was younger, typical kid stuff, like I was afraid of the dark, you know, like everybody else could have probably made like or or had similar fears of being afraid of the dark. But one thing like that kind of helped me get from being afraid of the dark was knowing that nothing was going to hurt me, that this was the same room in the dark that it was in the light. Like, so I, because I knew that, then I would just say to this room, I ain't nothing in here that can hurt me. Like declaring those things. I'm a baby. I'm a kid. Like I just, I just want to be able to get to sleep. I don't want to be afraid of the dark, but I know like knowing things. So now present day, whenever I find myself slipping and I don't, I don't, I don't go too deep. I don't fall too deep. It it, did. I thank thanks be to God. It doesn't go as deep and as hard as it used to. Um, but when I find myself slipping, I tend to just tell myself what I know. And th- and that's where we got to find ourselves, like telling ourselves what we know, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is worthy of, you know, being, you know, being rehearsed in your mind. Like you think on these things, whatever is, is whatever it comes from God, think on these things, because those are things that you know, these aren't things you're making up. These are what you know. Right. And I think we you can easily get lost with the things, you know, also. So you can lie to yourself about the things that, you know. You can say, well, I know that I'm not good enough. I know that I'm not beautiful. I know that you denied me. There's so many things that you know that are the wrong that you can. No, that's what you think. But there's to, a difference between what you think and what you know. But in that moment, you know, we have to stand on just the word. Mm-hmm. And you know how old folks always say just the word, mm-hmm. the word, the word. The reason why is because they can't lie. Mm-hmm. You can lie to yourself about things that you know. Well, so when I say thinking on things praiseworthy, that is the word. Um, but also when you're saying what I know, you're stating the facts, you're stating the truth of what you know about yourself, that God will never leave me or forsake me. That is the truth. Right, That's right. what I know. Right. But I'm saying that the 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 punchline to what you're saying is not what you know is, but it's the word that, you know, mm-hmm. it's the word that you're applying to it. That's that's the provision. 
that if because all those things are pointing back to what God has established in you. So if I'm I'm restating the things that he's already called me, you know, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. You know, all those things that we've heard, they are are there for moments like that Mm -hmm. that we pull from and we use as provision to apply to the situation. I'm not saying there's not going to be a day where Tweety doesn't feel sad. That's Mm -hmm. that's that's just insane to think that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. there's going to be days where it's going to be sad times it's going to be happy times it's going to be death in the in the family or in somewhere there's, there's always going to be something happening mm-hmm. but what i have to stand on what keeps me solid is the word of god mm-hmm. and we pull on that because it's already inside of you mm-hmm. so when you're able to like point out the things that you have said you know mm-hmm. you're saying them because that's the word that was planted inside of you right so we have to plant more things in order to water those things. Exactly. Um, in order to just see see them grow in fruition. So we're going to kind of switch gears real quick, y'all, and just kind of talk about some things that are happening in the world of business. Um, some things that we, we speak from a perspective of um, just, just starting businesses. Um, we're not like 10, 20, 30, 50 years in the game. Um, there are things that we've just learn from like getting the crumbs off the tables you know what i mean and there are things that we've learned from just hearing other people there are things we learn from experience um there are things that we've learned from from just failing and falling face first um so we don't speak from a place of i know this because i like it's not facts like it's not like i'm not saying it's not facts but it's not like we are the encyclopedia you know like we are coming from a place of experience and a place of of what i would believe is godly wisdom um so a lot of um what what seems to be the new flex these days that's what the kids say i think that's what the kids say The seven streams. The the average millionaire has seven streams of income, you know, and all this good stuff. And it sounds like in concept, it sounds dope. But I think that we have to really like if that's the life that we're chasing, what kind of what kind of training are we doing to prepare ourselves for seven streams of income and managing seven streams of income and stewarding seven streams of income? Like, how are we preparing ourselves for that? One, you have to begin with what God said. Hmm. I sh- just because you started seven different things don't mean that those seven different things are going to work. Right. And just because you have one functioning thing doesn't mean that you should start seven other different things. Right. I think that what I've learned about money, it works for you when you work for um, the things that you've ca- been called to. I think when you understand that money is a tool. Right. It, it doesn't have to be like the the thing that you, you pump your blood with. Like it, it's a tool. Right. And what, what you have to learn is which way is the river flowing? That's mm-hmm. what money, that's how money works. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is it going upstream? Is it going downstream? Is it, mm-hmm. is it going to the lake? Is it, where is the money going? Right. So if I can know the direction that it's going, it's easy to follow it. Right. But a lot of people are not understanding that when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's not just starting things, but it's consistently going with the things that you started. So a lot of people stop because it wasn't what you were called to. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even get to even um, see the fruits of their labor because they were at the finish line and Mm -hmm. they didn't realize it was the finish line. Mm -hmm. So they consistently keep going with it. God said, "Okay, I want you to not format into this. Mm -hmm. I want you to morph into that. Mm -hmm. And you weren't willing to adjust to it. You weren't Mm -hmm. willing to, hey, 
even in the time like this with COVID hit, there's companies and businesses that were like, okay, we have to shift gears. And you can also, um, just to be clear, you can also have multiple streams of income within one business as well. You don't have to just um, build a different business to create a right. different stream. There's, there's, an, you could build an umbrella. You know, yeah. that's what they 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 talk about in business plans and business classes. It's an umbrella, just one umbrella and different businesses under it. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is first you have to establish one. Mm-hmm. There has to be a a business to start all these other ones. There has to be a source of income. Mm-hmm. And when we come when we talk about flex, I don't think that God wants us to flex the things that he's given us right the point of it is not to flex the they point don't of it no awards for that they you, really you don't. supposed to <laughs> yeah supposed to do that. it's yeah. like walking like yeah. it, as a baby when you took your first step like right. your parents were like amazed yeah you took your first step but they knew that you were supposed to right. take your first step right so as you're taking your first steps in business sometimes we could get a little ahead of ourselves and we say man i got several streams how much mm-hmm. is each stream bringing so you want to bring them along as they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning in this particular season as we're build, building our several streams of income is how to manage them, how, yeah. to, how to be stewards over yeah. them. For sure. One thing that we've um, really just been learning um, as we've gone along is strategy over hustle. A lot of people, have you ever seen those people that like um, – like you play sports, sweetie. Like I'm pretty sure like in practice, there were some people that was like just going, just, you know, had their head in the game. Like they was knocking their head against the cement. Like they was just tired <laughs> and they was overworking themselves, and I was doing all this other crazy stuff. And then when it came time to actually playing the game, they were like, even though you would have thought like, oh, all that, you know, you was doing, I would think it amounts to something, but they're useless in the game. In the but, words of Allen Iverson. Uh-huh practice practice you may not understand it but that's deep i actually have that in my book thank you for the segue go ahead um in um journal for dreamers i talk about that practice is necessary absolutely necessary but if you get to the game and you don't remember the play what's the point there has to be a greater level of uh understanding how to execute plays there's a place for practice absolutely in learning something but when it's game time that same talk that same kind of hunger you had you better bring it to the court you got to work smart and not hard um there's nothing wrong with working hard because working hard eventually teaches us how to work smart um so it's nothing wrong with wearing yourself out for a second before you realize that this does not make me an effective player like if i'm just out here drowning in sweat every single day and i can't get home and i can't you know I can't talk with my wife or I can't talk with my husband or I can't talk or I can't spend time with my kids or I can't call my mom. I can't do none of this because I'm just tired all the time. I've over hustled myself. I failed to have strategy. And so some of the most effective and the most longest standing entrepreneurs are those who are strategic. Um, though are those who understand how to play the game without tiring themselves out. This doesn't mean they don't know how to work hard, but they're they're choosing in when and where they exert more energy. There's a famous um, businessman, I believe he's a billionaire. He said, um, "Do you know? Do you want to know why people are not using my strategies to make more money? Because nobody wants to wait to make money." <laughs> Nobody wants to wait to make a million dollars. Nobody wants to wait to make a billion dollars. People want their money now. Yeah, instant gratification. So if the strategy is that if you know how to stay consistent, mm-hmm. 
in doing something as simple as saving, doing something as simple as finding different ways to reinvent what you're doing. Right. Eventually, it's just been proven through time. Even people who are doing the wrong things in the world, it's been proven with that consistency, they get to a goal. Right. I'm going to use an example that um, Tweety loves. Right. So um, I followed the journey um, as well as um, a few other millennial entrepreneurs, I'm sure, of B. Simone. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I tend I like I like B. Simone. I know she's um, not everybody's cup of tea, um, but I think that's what makes her her interesting to me. Um, but anyway, she, um, I followed her for quite a minute and I've seen her YouTube videos from when she was packing up her, her Toyota and leaving her granny's house in Dallas and going to Atlanta and had a roommate and she was working at like a bar or a restaurant or something. Like I followed her for a hot minute. So I kind of watched, I, I remember when she was in uh, the stanky leg video, like she's been around for a hot minute. And anyway, um, if you don't know, she had this thing about like, she had 60 days until her 30th birthday. Her birthday was in April sometime and she wanted to achieve a million dollars. And she said, you know, I've cleared a million dollars in my business. I've seen a million dollars go in and come out, but I want to have $1 million in my savings account. And she made a, you know, a big deal about like, I can get there, you know? And what this, this did was like, put a fire under a lot of other people, you know, just saying like, Hey, if she could do it, I could do it. Now, what was different about that? What a lot of people don't see, cause a lot of people are buying into her message of manifestation, which is real. It is real. It is a principle. However, it's, it wasn't just her closing her eyes and saying, I'm going to be a millionaire. Like it wasn't that it was met with strategy. Um, and so if we're just up here, you just now getting up and deciding to hustle and I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 and you 29 and 11 months and, and two days and you ain't did nothing, you ain't hit nothing. Then I don't think the manifestation rule is going to work for you. <laughs> I don't think that's going to, going to be of effect. Um, when we lack strategy and all we want to do is just hustle to get somewhere. I think that as believers, we don't understand that biblical principles are able to be accessed by the world, that they may not be knowing what they're doing or what they're using, but it's there. It's available. And we don't use more of that in the things that we're doing because sometimes our belief in Christ, our belief in God is very limited or non-existent. So we have a limited mindset. Mind you, I, I talk about this once again. In general, for dreamers, (laughs) is that when you have a limited mindset, what happens is that you can only see what you see. You can't get into that faith realm where the things that you can't see, you still see. Right, right. Where the foresight is rich. And that's the thing. She was able to tap into something that is a principle. However, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't rooted in faith or anything. I know she, she spoke about believing in God and everything like that. And I'm not one to just sit here and tear it apart, but I like, I, her manifestation was, it was, it was from her. Like it was from her to her. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she meant no harm or nothing, but like it was what it was. Um, but nonetheless, you know, we do have the power to, to go and to see things, but your foresight in order for your foresight to be rich. And there are people in 2020 right now who already got stuff planned in 2025. 
And it doesn't mean they're not living in the present. Like, I don't want us to confuse those type of people. But there are people who are like, okay, I'm doing this right now, taking care of this. But, like, what I'm doing right now is setting me up for five years from now. It's setting me up from 10 years from now. It's setting me up for my grandkids. And I ain't even got kids of my own yet. Like, it's setting me up. Like, I I see it. I see it. So, that's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do now. It makes what I'm doing right now so much more important because I can see it. And that's called a CEO. And can you elaborate more on what that means? CEO, S-E-E dot E dot O. That is also in the Faith Boss book. It's a lot of, it's a whole lot of, whole lot of going on. And, and, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole lot of, whole lot of going on in the Faith Boss book, which you can definitely access as well as the Journal for Dreamers book at www.faithboss.org. That's www.faithboss.org. Anyway, CEOs care. They understand where the vision comes from. Like they understand it because the first thing in being a faith boss is understanding order. It's understanding that I don't run this and it's probably best that I don't, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we can get at the head of some stuff. And I mean, that's where it's going to stop us being at the head of things. We don't understand how to work with other people. We don't understand order. We don't understand it. Even in, in us being the leadership of a company that there's still yet a need for uh, submission. So being a CEO means being rich in the foresight of things, being able to see things and, and be knowing that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet, that that's what's going to guide and light up our path. Um, so that is what a CEO is. And you know, we, we, we shouldn't be chasing the flex and a lot of people chase the flex, you know, have you ever, do you see those videos or those uh, pictures where people got money in the air yeah. and then, oh man, I got this. And then you look around in their surrounding and you're like, wait a minute, you got all this money. Right. Don't even have a car that you own. You're leasing it. I don't understand. You got all this money. You don't have a business on, like you don't own the rights to your own music. You have money, but you, you don't, you can't even afford the teeth that you have in your mouth. You're leasing that. Yes, the diamonds and the grills that that's people leasing it. (laughs) (laughs) But really, so God is a God of. I see it all the time on like. No, like these jewelers be coming for him. Like, hey, like run me my money. I need my money right now, ASAP. Um, But what? What God is concerned with is you understanding who the owner is. Ownership is not you. You don't own nothing. Even in the business that you've named and created and you think you're doing stuff, you don't run it. You're the vessel he's running it through. So I don't want to get caught up in, oh, man, this is I'm self-made. I did this on my own. I'm manifesting stuff. I don't want to get caught up in that. Because what that does is it creates that that selfish tendency. Then it becomes pride. Then it becomes when it when it's gone, I'll do anything to get it back. And it's contagious. It's a lot of people um, who are using now the principle that uh, B. Simone talks about a whole lot. Um, but like there's instead of using faith, instead of using godly faith and godly wisdom, um, they're putting a lot of bets on them on their self. And I know we stay, we live in the culture. We've been guilty of saying it, bet on yourself, bet on yourself, bet on yourself. Sometimes self be tripping. I don't always want to bet on me. Um, I'm not always my star employee to be completely honest with you. Um, but I will bet on the word of God because it's always been true. It's always been consistent and it will not, and has not changed. I can stand on that. 
I can stand on the word of God because it's truth. There's been so many so many times I've lied to myself. I've literally sat there and be like, Tweety, you do you did a good job. You worked hard today. You deserve to rest for the rest of the day. And God may be looking at me like, you ain't even did half of what you said you were supposed to do. According to the standard that you set. It's not sometimes it's not even a standard that somebody else sets for you. It's the same goal list you have from twenty twenty in January. Yeah, it's not it's not updated, it's not downloaded. So I, I, I see it as when God is spiritually downloading me with stuff that he wants me to dive deeper in, whether it's his word or a business idea or or just because he's not do, he's not giving us all these things for ourselves. He's yeah. giving it to add to the kingdom. Right. So it's important to do it at the time he says, not the time you feel like. It is, listen, we want you to know and understand this, that it is purely God's mercy. <laughs> it's God's mercy that it wasn't already a book called Journal for Dreamers or Faith Boss already It in 2015 when, we, when he gave it to us. You know what I mean? Like, let's start there. The fact that he gave us this thing. Now, granted, we were in no spiritual position to be writing about what we ended up writing about. Uh, but even, even in those moments, those moments of darkness, those moments of, of everything that we had going on at that moment, um, I have to say it's what built towards the book. So I don't think the book is as late as we tend to think it is, but the idea for it. And also I think the obedience towards it is what, what made it, made it feel late. It was like, uh, do we really got to? Like, it felt so good for so long just being like, we just, we writing books, we writing books. Like, yeah, okay, people, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all doing doing something, but are you doing what's due? Another plug from the Faith Post. <laughs> I want to continue to operate in the spirit of one finishing and the spirit of excellence. God is a, is a God of excellence. He's a God of finishing. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. The finisher. He didn't just leave us. Right. He didn't forsake he us. He didn't just keep saying, I'm working on Patrice. I'm working on Patrice. I'm working on Patrice. At the end of all of this, he's gonna be it's gonna be a finished work. So so I wanna be so focused on finishing. This body is already deteriorating from the moment I entered here since nineteen ninety-three. Mm -hmm. It's gonna continue to, to deteriorate. Right. So when we think, oh man, I still got my twenties, twenties will come by and just fly. I still, you know, I still got my thirties. Thirties is prime year. It's going to come by and fly by when you are not doing the things that he said. Like I want to accomplish what he's put in me, not what somebody else put in me. I don't want to say I always wanted to, man, I always wanted to do. I don't want to say that. Right. And, I don't want and to. And that's what pushes me. And we talked about this yesterday in the car. And I was saying that I get excited about pushing for that growth and seeing how God is continuously pushing and giving me more insight on how I could do something different right. that you could be doing the same graphic every single day. And God will be like, have you tried this yeah. in that? Like he'll speak through, he'll, he'll speak to you through the Holy spirit right. and let you know, Hey, you need to try this marketing strategy. He is the ultimate um, guru when it comes to the things that you need to learn. Sometimes we depend on the worldly stuff so much that we get intimidated. Yeah. You get intimidated by software that in 30, you know, in a couple of hours, you can learn how to do something. And then with practice daily or weekly, learn how to do it over months. And this is why fear is a thief. 
This is why fear is a thief. Because I have to tell you, somebody asked me the other day, shout out to that person. Um, they said, how long did it really take you to finish this book? And I thought about it because I, I, like, of course, we know what my first answer was. It took five years. It took so long. And, but, like, when they asked me that, it was like, no, for real. Like, how long did it take you, like, once you got your mind to it to finish it? And I said, two weeks. And I, and I, I heard myself say that. And I was like, Patrice, like, did you say, like, because it was true. Like, once my mind was there. So then I asked myself, what was the five years for? The five years was full of fear. The five years was full of doubt. It, it stole five years from me when this could have been done. And of course, we we just talked about, you know, the obedience factor and the growth factor and everything like that. But what what I'm saying is fear will sit up here and rob you. I, ha- I talked to a student the other day on Zoom and she was like, yeah, Miss Sanguini, I'm trying to finish this essay, but I just, I've been on it. Like I, it's been late. It's late for like two weeks now. And I said, so if it's something you really wanted to do, how long would it take? She's like, man, Miss Sanguini, I could just put on my earphones and I could do it, be done in two hours. I'm like, so you've been thinking about something for two weeks that could have been done in two hours. And I wasn't trying to beat up on her. I just wanted her to, I wanted her to hear it. And I wanted her to say it to herself because we do that to ourselves. Fear and doubt and pro- because all procrastination is, is fear in a lace front. That's all it is. Talk about it. And, you know, it reminds me of the story of the Israelites as Moses um, uh, was leading the Israelites to the promised land. And they got stuck in the wilderness for 40 years. Forget this five, little five years, 40 years. That's generational. And they got stuck, not because they were heading the wrong direction, but because they were fighting amongst each other. They were busy not believing on what God said. So the leadership was on on point. You got Moses, man. You got you. You have a great leader Mm -hmm. and he is leading you to that promised land. But he's getting frustrated Mm -hmm. with what the people of God are doing. To the point he strikes the rock and, you know, now he's joining them in their frustration. And what we learn from that is that God told him to speak to the rock. Wow. Faith. Instead of speaking to the rock, instead of speaking to the rock, Moses strikes the rock out of frustration. They don't deserve you, God. It's so easy to get caught up in our them, them you them. know, them, the you, others. You get you get so concerned of being holier than thou, then you then you start feeling like you're the righteous one, and they're not. And so we ought not to get caught up in you know. If you're procrastinating, I'm letting you know it's we've been there. I've been there, and it it's not to condemn you, criticize you. It's just I'm letting you know that the only way out is to tell yourself the truth. I didn't do this because I didn't do this. That's it. And that's it. There's no reason. And you don't need no further explanation after that. Because the longer you you spend uh, explaining, the longer you procrastinate. Just get to it. Right. So I've learned to make those goals and go in a spirit of excellence. Our pastor is so awesome with saying, like, what is excellence to you? Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different level of excellence. But when you go to the excellence of God... That's a different level of holy. You know, when they were carrying around the ark, they had to take seven steps. After each seven steps, they got to like, you know, wait for it to be synchronized together to get to like a journey to take it to the city. That they couldn't just pick it any kind of way. When they were going around the walls of Jericho, they couldn't just go six and a half times, five and a half times, four and a half times. They had to go around seven times. The number of completion. You have to be able to complete. Finish that thing. 
So the spirit of finishing, the spirit of carrying through what God has put inside of you starts with believing on what he said. A lot of us don't believe on what he said because it's easy to pick it back, put it back down and pick it up again. Like I did, I did good today. And then you take that you're good from yesterday and try to apply today and it don't work every single day. That's why those people are trying to motivate people like that because they know it's a mental thing. So when they're screaming like grind, 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 they're not speaking to everybody. They're speaking to the procrastinator. They're speaking to the person who hasn't started down the business in 10 years. So it's it's them knowing their demographic and saying, like, we're going to hunt for the ones who are going to pay for this thousand dollars to get motivated because they're so hungry for it. I was um, in a business group um, and there were they were there was a thread about um, B. Simone's book. And they're like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting at the mailbox for it. And I just I just don't know what to do. And I just, you know, like. It, when is it going to come? It's taking too long. And is anybody getting, um, is anybody, has it helped anybody? Has it helped any of y'all? Has it helped y'all in your business? Like, what are y'all doing? You know? <laughs> and I was just like watching and I was like, wow, the dependency. Um, I even saw somebody raise a very good question on Instagram um, the other day about if, if the things that like when people post, like I've made a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days and we know that those things are like immediate to get clicks and, and likes and shares and everything like that. If that's discouraging or encouraging, or if, is it annoying? Is it gimmicky? Is it scammy to you? Or is it something that you're like, no, that's attainable. I can do it. Or do you even need to know how much people made? What, it, what does that pull from you? Right. I need to focus on my, my goal my journey, my business, my income, my bank account, my streams, because that's what God is pointing me to. I can't be, I can't be busy in the hood. They call it pocket watching. I can't be, Ooh, that's a nice watch. Ooh, that's new rims. And you busy. Yeah. You busy. You busy eyeing somebody else's growth. You're, you're busy like measuring it to your own. And you're doing that comparison and contrast like if I was to compare our podcast to somebody who's doing podcasts for 10 years, I would feel like we're behind. Yeah. But if I stay consistent on focusing on what this podcast is doing, right, doing what this is doing for our community, for our listeners, for the people who are really out here trying to get some godly wisdom on how to do entrepreneur, how to be a, a good entrepreneur, according to the word of God, right. how to be spiritually sound in your own marriage or right. even in your singleness, right. how to consistently do these things. Uh, this is the podcast for you. Million dollar conversations because the value is just endless. So we're going to switch real quick to the marriage topic um, because I feel like we just we could really go in on uh, what we were just talking about. But um, listen, if you single right now, I highly suggest that one of the questions that you ask your potential mates or if you're dating or whatever, that question one more time. if you are single right now, I highly suggest that you ask your future mates, your your person, whoever you're dating. I think one of the first questions along with like, do you have kids? Like, are you crazy? Like all those other questions that you ask people, um, is like, what temperature do you sleep on on, at night? Like what, what is an okay temperature for you? Um, because what I want to debunk for people, um, I don't know why people tend to look at Tweety and I, and, um, they, they, 
one we we get like one or the other we get people that are like oh my gosh like da, 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 da. or we get people that are like always trying to find a chink in our armor like ah they, they, they're imperfect look at them anyway um but one thing that we we have areas of our life that we agree to disagree on we just do we just we just have some areas that we <laughs> um that that hopefully the the holy spirit can just intervene and just help in um look look anyway one of our issues um listeners and this is extremely important you do want to go ahead and get some notes out for this um i'll wait let's play some music while while we wait all right we're back um so (laughs) is I like to sleep with at least at at least sixty four or sixty five degrees. It's, it's usually sixty two. And what my husband will do, and this it drives me insane. It's not even funny. It's actually it's legitimately not funny. Um, it's like he'll wait till I get I get good and sleepy, <laughs> and then he'll get up and he'll change it, and he won't change it from like sixty five to like you know sixty eight something that I could kind of like maneuver through he's gonna go like turn the heat on because he doesn't like to be cold I don't know what person I, I think those are like psychotic traits honestly like I don't know what person sleeps in the heat like who sleeps in the heat like who does that that is crazy oh people sleep so, in the heat. thank you thank you for bringing your you you put your case down my turn to to speak my point in in why <laughs> you are you're going too far with this. You sleep with the fan on, point one. I do. The fan is right above our bed. That's where most fans are because they're called ceiling fans. Anyways, then you turn it high. I do. Thirdly, it's not a word, but I'm making it today. Thirdly, the AC is at 63 to 64, 62 on your bad days. And I've had enough. I've had enough. I've dealt with it for years. So I'm like, you know what? I've gave, I've given you grace. I've right. I'm fighting. <laughs> I've given you grace. I was like, hey, can we can we get a compromise? Can we do 68? No, no, we can't. We can't. Nope, lies. I'm saying that right now. Lies. Let me tell you why. Those the minute. Let me let, let me let me make my point. You made your point. The minute you go to the restroom and you get up, you're gonna go without a doubt. And turn it back down to 64 so, or 63. But you touch the thermostat when you get up as well. Because I'm cold. Okay, I turn it because I'm hot. I don't want to sleep and wake up and, and sweat. 72 or 71 is not cold. Sweetie, I or is not hot. It's been 76 degrees in here. Look, look, it's not been 76. I've never had it at 76. 73, 72, 71. Yeah, but, please uh, be in prayer. Put us on the list. Put us on the prayer list. It, please, because I'm letting y'all know that the temperature, the temperature area, is, and then he he's a cuddler. He likes to cuddle. He likes to, I, to, I can't stand I it. I, I can't. I like oh my gosh. Look, I he's like trying to, to he's, try, he's trying to, okay, for one, cuddling does not it equal romantic. romantic. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Is. You just don't like it. It doesn't. It just means that like one of your love languages is touch. And I understand that. Which is romantic. But I'm not going to sleep in your arm. I'm not going to do that. You see that? You're not going to. It's not an attitude of submission. It's (laughs) It's not. (laughs) So. Oh, y'all help me. We're we're finding out some things that. Some things within old Patrice that need to die in order for her to succeed in marriage. 
I'm not saying that. I'm talking about your attitude. You see that? And everything like that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Your attitude. I'll cuddle with you, but I'm not sleeping in a cuddle position. And we never do that. But but I'm saying that's what you want. No, no. Have you ever asked me? Nope. You. That's what you think. I like just a little bit of attention. You know, just hey, the snake is talking. Hello, how you doing? Ah, <laughs> Tweety, please. A hug and goodbye. That's it. It's never a hug and goodbye. <laughs> oh, baby. Look. Oh, you make me sick. Okay, listen, y'all. Listen, listen. I don't know. I feel like there's always people out there who get placed together by God. God is the ultimate matchmaker, right? And he just puts people who have just very, just different, um, just d- very different views on life together. But I also think it's beautiful. Um, I like, I will only drink cold water. I will only drink cold water. If you got a little chill on, if you got a little ice in there, honey, you can have me. Like, it's great. But, you know, some people like hot Room you know, temperature. It's not hot. It's, it's just hot. Room. If it ain't cold, it's hot. No, it's not hot. It's, it it ain't supposed lukewarm. to be lukewarm. So it's, if it ain't you cold, can't use it's supposed to be that. hot. You can't use the word on what that. What did you just say? What we know? It has to be what? The word? Look. Oh. Listen to this. Listen. Okay. I'm about to break it down to you. Before you met me or when you met me, where did I say I was from? Kenya. All right. My first time actually drinking or tasting ice with water or with a drink I, you know i've had a cold drink before but ice by itself like really good mm-hmm. the first time i really got to indulge with ice was in america when there was milkshakes and i you know consistently mm-hmm. was here mm-hmm. so i i could do the hot you know i can do hot temperatures i could do the cuddling I, I've, i have five brothers so like sometimes we slept on the same bed that was just my upbringing so for me, there's those there's those different things that I came in with that are not going to change based off of where I'm from. So I don't like it hot in the house. I like it just at a balance. If it ain't cold, it's hot. Listen. If it's not cold, okay. it is hot. You know what? We're going to agree to disagree. And we and, and that's what I mean. Like We have areas where we agree to disagree. It does not mean we don't get along. It does not mean that we... This know, is the thing that they do all the time. Oh, look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not that. And what I love about even some of those talks is that we ultimately understand one, we understand one another's desires and needs. I don't want Patrice to be sweating at night. Yes, so you do. Yes, you I do. don't. I you don't. Do. You so do. you know what? There's nights, for example, like two weeks ago, you found me in my house coat, literally just <laughs> bundled up, freezing in the morning. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, can I, t- can I turn the fan down? So was that, was that a part of you uh, proving your point? No, I, I feel like, you know, honestly, with all <laughs> intents and purposes, I I believe that you put on that house coat and said she's going to wake up and she's going to feel terrible. Nope, and you honestly, don't. I, I already know you. You don't feel bad about that. <laughs> that will not move, Patrice. That doesn't move Rocco. <laughs> yeah. So I already knew what, what the play was. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that there's several areas in life that you do have to compromise with your spouse or even with yourself. Like, hey, like. Dang, I've been I've been slacking with the things that I said I was going to do and I got to get back to it. Mm -hmm. So being real, being honest and finding that balance with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's important. Absolutely. Agree with you, man. I agree with you. 
All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and head to one of my favorite parts of the podcast, and that is ad tax. It's the part of our podcast where we just add a little sham, 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 no sham. All right, we just go ahead and run your bill up just a little bit more. It's kind of similar to when you're um, adding things to your Amazon cart and you thought altogether you're going to spend about $100, but then we added tax and we added some shipping, shipping, some shipping, some shipping and some handling. And we got you all the way up to um, another digit. Before, a before before the decimal. All right. So um, our ad tax. Can we get a little ad tax? All right. So, um, Twitter, you want to go ahead and start with your ad tax? I want to start off with something that we talked about in the business section, but I kind of want to elaborate on it a little bit more. And the first thing is it's selfish to think business is supposed to come to us, okay. meaning that it's it's selfish for us to think that I started something, it's there, and it's just supposed to generate money on its own. It don't work like that for McDonald's. It don't work like that for Walmart. It don't even work like that for the businesses that are closed down right now. Mm -hmm. Somebody is somewhere strategizing, working, doing something to elevate that business to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's why they get paid, Mm -hmm. and that's why they're going to continue to get paid. If you want to have a a functioning business, you have to learn how to work. Mm -hmm. And that work ethic comes from knowing your purpose. The reason why people are lacking uh, understanding on their purpose is because or understanding how to work towards their purpose or to uh, put in that work ethic is because they don't realize the direction they're going if i don't know my direction what's the point of even starting and continuing what god has given me Mm -hmm. so you go back and you ask god for advice instructions directions how do i do it the why twos um it's important that we always go back to the source and understand that with him all things are possible absolutely i 100 percent agree mine is actually very similar to yours and it is shoot your shot because those who are talking or criticizing the way you shoot your shot or how does that look or whatever, they're not even on the court with you. What keep at? your head keep your head in the game. They in the nosebleeds. Or they're watching it on somebody else's TV. So I need you to shoot your shot anyway. Go where you're supposed to go. Shoot that shot. Take that risk that God has given you permission to take. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't don't be scared. Don't be fearful. We were not given a spirit of fear. Um, even though it's an adaptive behavior that, you know, helps to let us know when a threat is coming upon us, there are no threats in the things and the promises of what God has given you. So just stay focused, keep your head in the game and shoot your shot anyway. All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and forward you that invoice. Please make sure you pay it on time. We do not take late payments. We know you have your stimulation. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for a million dollar conversation this week. We love you guys. Take care of yourself. Bye. Don't forget to review us. Make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts. If you are Apple Podcast listener, you go ahead and first of all, share it with your homegirl because she ain't doing nothing no way. Or homeboy. Or your homeboy. Make sure you rate us, all right? Leave a review, all right? And then share it with somebody else. Share it with your mama and teach her how to listen to podcasts. Anyway, we love y'all. We out. Bye.